0: Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so so true. I'm a storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HR in the building. Me boundaries, we ain't never been friends.
1: Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop.
0: You are now listening to my five cents, my five cents,
2: my five cents podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the my five cents podcast. And if you're listening for the first time, we truly do appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give us a follow, a subscribe and all of that. Welcome to the podcast. That is a family debate show where we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. And then we have a guest that chooses the winner. And I'm excited to talk about the topic today because it is around the season. People are getting back into the groove. And that is students are back in school.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Definitely don't miss it. Well, I miss some of it, but I don't miss all of it. You don't miss school like that? Yeah. You miss the parties.
0: Be honest. You miss the parties.
1: You miss the first day where you like get your best outfit and then it's like downhill from there. Oh, It's all downhill from (laughs) there. It's all downhill from there. Uh, HLS,
2: who do we got to help us with this topic?
0: Super excited for our guest tonight. She has a passion for teaching. She's been in the field for more than 20 years, starting as a high school Spanish teacher. She taught upperclassmen before changing course and moving to the middle school, where now she serves as a teacher. But not only that, She's the department chair for both the World Language Department and the ELN Department, formerly known as ESL, English as the Second Language. She now teaches sixth and eighth graders and helps registering students and families that do not speak English. Let's give a warm welcome. Sorry. Let's give a warm benvenido to our guest tonight, <laughs> Senorita <laughs> Selly. <laughs>
1: Oh welcome Sally. Welcome,
2: welcome to I don't know what the you (laughs) know normally we don't (laughs) let him introduce the people and (laughs) I see why we (laughs) don't (laughs) normally let him introduce the people.
1: Oh
0: my gosh. Oh my gosh. Stop
1: embarrassing you stop (laughs) to all to all all, our Latin and Latino listeners. (laughs) We're sorry.
3: So the Latin in me is going to say September 15th to the October 15th is going to be Hispanic Heritage Month. So muy bien, HLS, muy bien. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Gracias. Gracias.
2: Now, let me ask you this, Teacher Selly. What language do they speak in Brazil?
3: (laughs) (laughs) They speak Portuguese.
2: (laughs) And would Spanish work in Brazil?
3: So believe it or not yes yes because it's a second actually, language actually, isn't it actually, you know what it's first of all it's neighbor to all of the latin american countries that do speak spanish and second of all the language is very similar we actually have two students who are from brazil and since i don't speak portuguese i speak to them in spanish and they they actually understand what we're saying usually <laughs> which
2: Thank makes you so perf- much which makes perfect sense as to why we almost got kidnapped in brazil HLS in Spanish is not that good. I don't know why you thought it was so good that he could go
0: over to Brazil and start speaking Spanish to these
2: people. As, listen,
1: as everyone witnessed in the intro of this show. So
0: that Listen, my connections in Brazil made the trip what it was. Let's be honest. So
2: our topic for today is definitely talking about the uh, stressors from the teacher's angle as far as returning back to school and kind of the pressure is there. What, what, I want to ask you a question the opposite of that. What excites you about getting back into the classroom?
3: Definitely be to see the students, especially former students. They're always the greatest. You know, even I work locally. So I see a lot of my students even out on the streets and just seeing them and their faces, you know, that's always great. So to see them back in school and you get all of them at once, that's even better. Definitely that. I would also say seeing a lot of my colleagues, a lot of my colleagues are actually awesome, really good people. So it's a nice way to be able to have some adult conversation also because <laughs> I have little ones at home. So that's also great too. Um, as as ironic as it sounds, I do like having a schedule. You know, once school starts, now you have a schedule, you wake up at a certain time, you 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 know, you do your job, you go home and, you know, for me, I work out and then after I work out, I go home, I be the mommy. So I like having, you know, that schedule. Sometimes in the summer, as much as I love it, I'm like, gee, you know, so what am I going to do today? I guess nothing. <laughs> so, you know, it has its good and bad.
1: Give the people an, uh, an idea of what it was like during the height of of COVID, right? Because it's remote learning and I've heard the horror stories from family members and, and how their kids in terms of, trying to log in and trying to manage the kids going in because it's not something they're used, especially the younger ones, where which, you know, their attention span is very, very limited. If it's not a game that they're playing on their tablet or watching a TV, they're not really paying attention or getting the focus is very difficult. How, you know, from, from your perspective, how difficult was it, like, to, to, to handle that, to handle teaching?
3: It was crazy. It was almost like somebody pulled a carpet out from under your feet. Because I remember being in my office January, February, and us talking, oh, you know, we heard that there's this thing going around, and it's all over the world, and it's coming here, it's coming here. And then I remember, oh, there's a first case over in Westchester. And then all of a sudden, everything shuts down. You know, and I, I remember it being around one of our vacations. We didn't have a vacation. They said, look, you know, we're going to shut down. Everybody's going to do remote learning, That was challenging, especially in my role, because I also had to train a lot of the teachers in the electronics. A lot of teachers didn't use technology to the extent that you needed to during COVID. So it was a lot of professional development with that, you know, all, you know, like I said, it was just all at once. And then when the students were on thinking about challenges with students, it was also difficult in that, like you said, if they didn't have, um, you know, I do... Uh, deal with a population that may not have access to internet, so it was also getting that to families, you know, getting them access so that they can do online learning. There were quite a few families, they get it, but then um, either their their mics didn't work or there was some computer malfunction. Sometimes it could have been just that they didn't know how to use it, because how often do we do these Zoom meetings or anything along those lines, so that was challenging, and even when you were teaching, you know, you, we had in our, you had to have a camera on. So you have a camera on and you're thinking, oh, they're paying attention to me, but you don't know if they're in another window <laughs> and they're playing video. Where i would be like, Logical Genius, what's the answer? And I'm like, Logical, hello. And so, my
1: eyes are like shifting everywhere.
3: Exactly. And would would you say,
1: would you say it, would be, it was the most difficult time you've had to deal in, in terms of your teaching profession?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because you're so used to teaching. It was a shift in teaching. You, you, you're so used to teaching in person. And in person, when you're a lively person, the kids are like, you know, you're walking around the room. So, you know, they're staying focused on you. But on a screen, there's only so much, you know, look, I've moved three inches one way, three inches the other way. That's as much movement that I can do to, mm-hmm. to keep their attention. So absolutely, it was it was a huge shift in, in teaching.
2: So I wanna, I wanna stay where we're at right now. How much learning do you feel like as a whole like was lost during that pandemic period? And like, what question. do you think are the after effect is gonna be to that?
3: I think um, there was definitely a big loss because like you said, um, some families didn't have access some families you know the the parents were at work you know some families the parents still went to work and the kids alone at home so nobody's really on top of them in that way um there so you know if they didn't log on they didn't log on you know they we had a student who was absent i want to say like 90 days on you know computer that was a challenge because you know we had to go home we did a lot of home visits and everything so it was there, there was definitely a lot of learning loss um i do think that um i do think that we have to treat kids you know as they are as they come you know so i'm not going to be teaching at the level that i used to teach i have to work on where they are and then start building up on that way you know it's hard to really say how much was lost because it depends on the kid you know it yeah, depends on true. were you self-motivated to be Doing the work, doing the homework, doing everything, or were you on the games? You know, it's you know it's such a large spectrum. You can't really say.
1: Definitely. I would have been on the games. I'll tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> so, so they call me habitual lines before a reason, right? So let, <laughs> I have to step into that character really quick. Isn't it true? Can you tell our audience? Isn't it true that you left the high school, and you went to junior high? because how all these young boys were hitting on you <laughs> is that not true no, no no no
1: seriously look at the slander he's trying yeah, to put on at your, at your name senora talking about putting the your business slander. out in the streets i know right what kind hypocrisy, hypocrisy. The hypocrisy.
3: <laughs> you're talking about them putting your business out. Now you're right, putting- right. Yeah. Like it's, a,
1: uh, it's a hypocritical line stepper, not the habitual. That's what it is.
3: No.
0: So seriously, though, like Spanish is, is one of the great love languages, right? And mm-hmm. when I go around these streets today and I see my uh, nephews and nieces in high school, they look so much older now than I think I looked in high school, years, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Uh. And, and I used to work at news, I used to be a news producer, and every now and again, I would say at least once every two to three months, there was an article that come out about this teacher-student romance sex scandal, whatever the case would be. How do you deal with with the raging hormones in teens uh, in school, whether it be in your class or be in the hallways? Like, what is that like for kids today? Or what is it like for parents today dealing with kids in these raging hormones?
3: Mm. That's an interesting question. Um, for teachers, I think I always feel more for the male teacher than for the female teacher because the females, the way they dress, especially in the high school, they'd be wearing the the crop tops. And, you know, these girls are pretty well-developed. Listen, some of them have bigger cleavage than me. And I'm yeah. like, yep, <laughs> you know, keep that down. And it was very uncomfortable through talking with other male teachers. They're like, you know, how do I tell the girl, cover up? She could look at me and say, well, why are you looking? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know that's very true. Yeah. So I always felt more, yeah, I felt more sympathy for the male, for the male teachers than the female. You won't find any males wearing poom- poom shorts. You yeah. know what I mean, You won't find that. Yeah. But the way some of the girls dress, listen, they would turn everybody's head. You know, they would definitely turn everybody's head. So I, I don't would... know. I,
1: re- I recall seeing a picture of HLS from high school where he had a crop top, net shirt on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I showed you that stop. in private. <laughs> I showed you that in private. I can't believe this.
2: This <laughs> streets. Ugh. My bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. That that would definitely definitely be challenging. I I think if I was put in that position, I I, I would have to have a female buddy teacher to be like, hey can you address this female on what she's wearing? Cause like, yeah.
3: It's, it's also very difficult because um, there's no, there is a dress code at school, but there, it's not well enforced because mm-hmm. of exactly what you said, people feeling uncomfortable to say something. And also um, I work in a district where the parents are very, very involved. So the parents will say, well, that's my child representing her, you know, representing himself or herself. And you can't tell them not to wear that. So, you know, in that way, it can also be very, very challenging.
2: All right. So let's get into the challenging part of the show, uh, which the logical genius is going to go ahead and
1: tell us what the next segment is all about. All right, Sally, first and foremost. Buenas noches, professora. Oh,
3: here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, my style. So, we, the My Five Cents crew, had a homework assignment, all right? And you need to grade us, Mm -hmm. right? And the homework assignment is to provide our five cents on what teachers hate the most about going back to school. Mm, Okay. So, you being our teacher, Gets to decide who goes first, who goes second, and who goes last. And at the end of it, we will have a little debate amongst ourselves. You can certainly ask your questions during or after our list. And then you get to decide who's in third place and who's in first place. Because when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, and there is no middle ground. So we don't care about second place. No, we do not.
0: It's non-existent. So HLS,
2: go ahead and tell Sally what are the rules and criteria for judging?
0: You're a teacher. You have rules. You have standards. Today, you throw those out the window. They're on Gone. Not on. You might like the fact that someone delivers their five cents in Spanish. Oh,
2: oh, you might
0: might like that
1: (laughs) you might like that the list is the most Mm well-balanced you may hate that his his language is language his list is in spanglish and not spanish
0: (laughs) you may hate that one of them can't speak clearly
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's why we have (laughs) (laughs) post-editing
0: so teacher sally who do you want to
3: hear from first the teacher in me who cannot show preference for anybody goes by an alphabetical list. Oh. So we have HLS first. Okay. First Here for worst. Here we
0: go. <laughs> Here's my five cents. What teachers hate about back to school time. Mm-hmm. Number five. You don't want to do homework yourself. <laughs> Grading tests. But see, when kids come back, Hey, Miss Slade, did you grade my paper yet? Did you grade... you don't... You'll get to it when you get to it. You went to school to teach, not to do homework. You don't want to grade all these tests. You don't want to have to give someone an F because you know little Johnny, he wasn't paying attention. You're going to have to fail him.
1: Why Number is Johnny four... never paying attention?
0: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the administration. You don't want to deal with that. You want to teach. You became a teacher because you wanted to teach you don't have to deal with the bureaucracy. You don't have to do lesson plans. You don't be able to teach what you want. So that, and you don't want to have to teach so just so students could do the pass the standardized testing. You want to teach. You Want to be free to teach. Number 3. Let's be honest. The kids back to school time, you have to deal with the kids again. Most are nice, but some some are are just like the- you.
3: Yes, a <laughs> pain in the ass. I know I
0: was. Side note, I was taking French because I was a pain in the ass. You know what I said?
2: What did you say?
0: The teacher said, "Ask me, please." Hey, Randy, can you please? He said, "See who play." You know what I said? I said, "See who? Who's Vu? And what's he playing?" Oh, <laughs> I
2: oh, I failed my that class, goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the kids you don't have to deal with the kids number two the parents the over-involved parents like listen we know your kid is special but so is every other kid in class you don't want to every time you send the email there's another five emails from this one teacher i'm sorry this one parent this one parent who's hovering who's always trying to tell you how to teach and number one the worst thing about back to school time is that summer is over. There's no more margarita Mondays, no why not Wednesdays, no salsa on Sundays. <laughs> it's back to school time. You have to be responsible. And that's my five cents on the worst things that teachers hate about going back to school.
3: All right. Very
2: okay. good. Very good. Okay. So who do you want to hear from next, Sally? That was that I. Was it was I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Alphabetically, it is the logical genius.
1: Okay. That list was okay. My list is going to be great. So Sally, the teacher, here's how we're going to do it. At number five. And this is probably not applicable to all teachers, but to a lot of teachers. They have to go to school with poor, poor facilities, bad air conditioning, bad heating, not the right equipment or desk or proper desk or, you know, things are broken or things are up kept, especially a lot of the urban schools that are older or whatever or or highly populated. They're not well kept because let's face it, funding for school isn't there all the time. Right. And and a lot of these schools get the bare minimum and, and facilities and taking care of the buildings that they have aren't necessarily the number one priority. You know They worry about books and supplies and all these other things. So that to me is number five. Number four is, HLS mentioned it, it's grading paper, right? Paperwork reports, et cetera. Because at the end of the day, this is a job, right? When I go to work, I hate doing work, right? I get paid to do work, but I don't want to do work. And especially when you're grading and and reading dozens and dozens of reports and essays that are poorly written or written at the last minute, written lazily, and you're like, what am I reading through? I know when I'm at work and I have to read a report from someone and it's bad grammar, poorly put together, I'm like, geez, I don't want to read this anymore. I can't imagine having to do that with dozens and dozens of students. That would drive me crazy. At number three, I have the students themselves, right? Particularly the the annoying ones, Well, you want to teach, you want to go and teach, right? But what people don't realize or people overlook about teaching is, you're very much a social manager, right? Mm -hmm. You have to essentially manage these students. You have to make sure they're not on their phones, that they're not talking in class or that they're paying attention. Or the ones that aren't paying attention or the ones that aren't speaking up are speaking up and you're getting them involved Like you can't just. In an ideal world for a teacher, you would just go and all the students are eager ready to learn and you just do your thing you know you do what you're great at, but you have to manage students and you have to get them involved right and and oftentimes that burden is placed or most of the times that burden is placed on you as a teacher. At number two I have actually getting up and having to go to work, right? Mm-hmm. For the fortunate teachers, the lucky ones, some of them don't have second jobs and they work and they're on vacation for three months and they are chilling at home in their PJs, they can sleep in, they don't have to worry about getting dressed, they don't have to worry about, you know, grading papers, do anything like that. But reality kicks in and you actually have to get up to work, you know, Monday through Friday Your 6am order time, you know, you have to get into the to to the school and do your regular nine to five right so that's number two and that number one. The parents. It has to be the parents right because the parents let's face it let's face the parents for all the parents out there. Your kids are the worst right your kids are the freaking worst you may you may think they're great right. And to you, they are great. But to other people, they're the worst, right? What? You have, it's true. You, so, so, I don't want to put your business out there, but you've dealt with students before and I've heard your stories. All right. So, so don't talk about what. You have students that are needy, attention grabbing. Um, annoying, they want to be the class clown they, they want to be the depressed one and, and honestly some of it is legit like you don't know. You know where they're coming from right, you can't expect them to come into to school because you don't know what they're necessarily know what their their home situation is you know and and they bring a lot of that baggage with them. And some of these students, I've heard teachers say, like, I can't deal with the students. I'm I'm, I'm, This particular student or these students, I'm done with them. Like, I I don't want to, I can't wait until the school year is over. I I can't wait until they graduate or whatever the case may be. Um, And and a lot of it has to do with their parents, like, not being there for them and not necessarily um, guiding them, right? And they expect you as a teacher to do all of that, right? And, and. Be the baby babysitter but your in actuality your role is to teach and to bring them education not to handle all of that extra stuff uh, and the parents don't make it easy for you you know when when something bad goes when something bad happens the finger pointing goes to you as a teacher it's your fault teacher not my kid my kid's great you know uh, and and they don't want to hold their kids accountable and and oftentimes i think it's just the parents feeling guilty because I think it's a reflection, it could be taken as a, a reflection of bad parenting, and now they're being defensive because they think they're being criticized, because their students, their, their kids are being criticized, so they take it upon themselves as, oh, they're this way because you're a bad parent. And that's not always the case, but that's how they interpret it, and they come in defensive. So that's my list, and you have social juice next. And you have saved the best for last.
2: So here, here we, we go. Went alphabetically. Let me get into what the five things that teachers dread the most about going back to school. And I'm gonna start at number five. And I want you to know that this list is gonna be a well-balanced list. And we're gonna start with the system, social promotion. I'm not sure where you teach, but social promotion is a real thing. And I've definitely have seen students with high school diplomas reading on the kindergarten level. And you being a teacher, having to work with one of those students that have been socially promoted, That is very, very challenging. Number four, new initiatives. This is by the administration, right? They done saw something on YouTube and they're like, this is what's going to save our school. So they don't even talk to any teachers or anything like that and said, hey, this is what we're gonna do. I read this book, Time to Teach While I was in an airport. And guess what? It's time to teach. That, yeah, I'm sure teachers are definitely not excited about that. Number three, peers that are not holding their weight so you mentioned that you have a great team that's around you but imagine being around a team that's not so great so say normally when it comes to education you have a teacher that's teaching like the reading and the writing you might have another teacher that does like the math and the science so just think about it like logical genius is your partner doing the math and science and he's letting the students do whatever they want and you have to manage around that number two developing routines, which means breaking the summertime behavior, the cell phones, the iPads, everybody wanting to do TikToks. That right there is definitely a challenge. HLS and Logical Genius blamed it on the students, which uh, how dare they? It's the behavior that you need to focus on. It's not the student themselves. How y'all targeting these kids? And number one is the helicopter parent. It is a collaboration in raising a young person. So when you have that parent that is micromanaging you from afar, that claims to know more than the teacher does, it is very challenging and can be very frustrating. And that right there, Senora Selly, is my five cents and the five cents on the topic of things teachers dread about going back to school. What we're going to do next is get into something that we like to call cross-examination where we get a chance to ask questions of each other and you get an opportunity to ask any questions that you have from the list that was provided to you. And since HLS has been doing so well recently, go ahead. You could go first with cross-examination.
0: Yeah, I will start with logical genius. I will start with your list. Here, number three, the students... Sounded just like your number one. Like when you were talking about the parents, you kept talking about the kids all over again. It seemed like a little redundant. Do you want to clarify that for the people?
1: Yeah, I said the 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 kids are often the products of their parents.
0: You kept talking about the kids and not necessarily the parents. You said the parents are the worst. You just kept going on 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 on, on about the kids. But you listen, HLS,
2: HLS, I have to interrupt you. You already know. Please. That The Logical Genius has a vendetta against kids.
0: This is true. I was trying to bring it out. I was trying to bring it out. We need a therapist for this show. We need a book of therapists that's on The Logical Genius.
1: I don't need a therapist. I I spit facts about the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I love the kids. I just don't love your kids. (laughs)
0: Logical Genius, who do you want to go at?
1: Huh. I mean, it, it's it's kind of tough. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, typically it's easy to poke holes in everyone's list, but we have a lot of similar things. I guess I guess I would go at Sosoju for his number three peers not holding their weight. Can you can you elaborate more on that? Can can you clarify more on that, what you mean by that? Like, so in each classroom, each
2: instructor has their standards and their expectations okay. for their classrooms, mm-hmm. right? So you try to develop that standard so that the students can meet that standard and you can have the routine and be able to teach because that's actually the goal is for students to learn things. So you try to limit that noise as much as possible. Now, if your coworker is not keeping the students to that standard, it makes your classroom even more challenging, right? Because it's like, oh, logical genius lets me do this, that, and the third. Senora Selly, why are you being so hard on me? Why are you this? Why are you that? So when you're working with a strong team and everybody's on the same page, it makes learning a lot easier. But when you have someone that is rogue or if you are working with a whole team that doesn't care, it is frustrating.
1: Okay, okay. I thought when I when I heard it, I thought you were talking about fellows like students like teamwork amongst students but okay that makes a little more sense a lot more sense let's put a little little.
3: yeah and essentially that could go for any job right yeah you have workers that aren't pulling their weight it's going to be frustrating absolutely true true Mm -hmm.
2: now for me i kind of already said it in my list but i just want to reiterate it i am disappointed in both of you for blaming the kids the kids themselves Yeah, both have them on there. You think these teachers became? What do you think these teachers became teachers for? Like, I don't even understand. No, 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 no. See, see now,
1: Sally the teacher. This is why Sosuju lives in another world. We're talking about reality, right? And I've heard it from his mouth. I can't, I can't deal with these students. I've heard from other teachers. I can't deal with the students. I can't deal with those students. I can't. You know, it's. It's, it's the reality of, of things, right? Not all people are are the same, right? You have people who get annoyed based on personalities, based on students. And sometimes students just or kids just do dumb things, right? And, and we're not even talking about necessarily kids, like little kids. We're talking about students in college, right? You have to deal and prepare yourself for the mental strain of Some of the BS excuses that they're going to come with, some of the lies, some of the drama at all levels, from kindergarten, grade school, all the way up to college and grad school. You have to deal with that stuff as a teacher. So you can't sit there and say students are great. Kids are great. But in reality, that's not the that's not the truth. That's not the reality.
0: I went to school with some bad kids. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. I went to school with some bad kids. We all did.
2: We all did. And what I I'll guess. say in a reply to that is it's not the kid, it's their behavior. Don't focus on the student, focus on the behavior. And it's you still guys coming focus, from them. Yeah, you guys focused on the student. I was focusing on the summertime behavior. So I just want to let you know that's nope. what differentiates me from y'all.
1: If if so so <laughs> if if little so-so juve is running up peeing on the wall. His behavior is little so-so juve peeing on the wall. That's, that's you doing that. That's not the behavior. It's and, who did and it? Has, so-so and juve do did it.
0: summertime. Nothing do <laughs> yeah, summertime. Seriously.
1: It's not a random anonymous student acting up. It's so-so juve acting up, peeing on and the wall. Some
0: people have an issue with peeing, and it just carries over into their adulthood. You can't, you can't.
1: And maybe that's <laughs> why you were traumatized with HLS peed right next to you.
2: Exactly. And that's why that was on my list for (laughs) bro-code violations. So thank you for re-traumatizing me, people. I really do appreciate it. So, Senora Selly, Teacher Selly, do you have anything for cross-examination?
3: Well, I will say I'm with Sosoju. You know, as difficult as some of these kids are, they still hold that special part in my heart, you know, like I I do look at the behavior rather than the student themselves. So that pain in the butt that was a pain in the butt in the class, you know, some years ago, when I see that person, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, tell me you grew out of it. Tell me you matured.
0: (laughs) So I Mm. I did
3: not hold it against the kids. I I actually agree with Soso Juve in thinking about the kids. I Um, love that. But that is something that all of you (laughs) <laughs> tell me but um and it's funny you know what's ironic i noticed when i taught high school a lot of the pain in the butt kids became cops and i be hey, like, that's what? So that's i always terrible. find that interesting <laughs> i find that very very interesting
1: but let me ask you this you are a teacher right and you've never had a situation where you're like oh i can't deal with the student
3: so if in I the 20 into-
1: years you've been teaching, I, I, <laughs> I like almost every f- teacher has at least one student. It's like a night, quote, quote, nightmare student, whether it's behavioral or, or whatever, it's they, they reference a nightmare student, right? Whatever happens afterwards, they grow out of it. They become cops. They become better as an adult. Right. But in that moment, in that time capsule, they were a nightmare student.
3: I think to myself, they're immature and they don't know any better. And mm-hmm. part of my job is to teach them how to act. Honestly, that's how that's how I handle those kids. So I have that pain in the butt kid that all the teachers are like, oh, my God, you have you have so and so. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, he's such a you know, how's he doing? And I was like, he's actually doing OK, my class, you know, like he's actually doing OK, because I think it also depends on the teacher and how. you Oh, handle yeah, those definitely. Kids. Yeah, you know, definitely. If you, if you have a combative kid, you don't come you don't combat with them. You know, they're going to just come back. You know, they have the idea of you're going to come at me. I'm going to come at you harder. So when you have that combative kid, you're like, come, let's let's talk outside. Listen, I'm here to help you. You know, I'm here to I'm here to help you as much as I can. I want you to pass. I don't want you to fail. I'm trying to create a relationship with the student to help them succeed. So if I go in there saying he's a pain in the butt student, I'm gonna fail him because of that. That's not right. You know, you can't you can't hold them against them. Yeah,
1: That's such a politically separate, correct answer,
0: <laughs> but you can't always separate the kid from the behavior, right? Because the behavior that little Johnny is displaying, in the behavior he's this that, little Johnny that
1: you're talking about, listen, the, behavior that, is
0: the, the behavior that little Janet is displaying might be the same behavior, but it's it's different because it's coming from from the boy side and the girl side. So you have to necessarily address the kid, it's not necessarily the behavior. Behavior is not blanket. You know what I mean? You have to deal with the kid as an individual or the child.
3: Right. Every Well, yeah. absolutely. You look at the kids as as individuals. If let's say Soso Juve does something that's out of character versus HLS that does something that's wrong all the time, you know, I'm going to... You know probably pull social juve and say hey you know what's going on this isn't like you you know let, let's yeah. talk about this absolutely you deal with kids individually which is you know which is what you have to do definitely yeah. but yeah. i won't hold it against you know the kid
2: and what you have to realize is that every behavior has a meaning so really you have to find out what is the meaning behind the behavior it has nothing to do with the student what is the meaning behind johnny peeing on the wall
0: Yes, but it's Johnny that you have to deal with. Is what yeah. saying. Like, it's, it's not necessarily the behavior is, is a direct connection to, to, the, to the individual, right? It's not the certain behaviors are not all the same across yeah. every boy, every girl, every age, every race, right? You have to say, hey, okay, why is little Johnny doing this behavior? Let me talk to little Johnny. So it's the individual that's displaying the behavior, not necessarily, hey, why is everybody pissing on the wall? <laughs> right? No. Why is a little Chinese pissing on the wall? Why is yeah. little Chinese pissing on the
1: wall? Yeah. And, and then the last thing I'd probably say on it is, again, for me, I'm taking it from the perspective of a teacher, not what a teacher is looking forward to, right? You, you know you have to deal with that stuff. You know you have to deal with complicated students going into the school year. But you don't necessarily look forward to it it's not something you embrace and say yeah bring all bring all the the, the difficult students because i want to deal with all that stuff because no that's going to mess with your mental state and your stress level yeah. ideally you wouldn't have to worry about that but you do so that's why i say the students because you're not looking forward going into the school year and praying that yes i hope i get a dozen difficult students i have to deal with no you don't go in to think i hope my students are great this year that have to you know willing to learn etc so that's that was my approach or that was my standpoint on it
3: just remember you might have 30 kids in the in that room right you have one maybe two difficult kids Mm -hmm. you can't let those two difficult kids bring down the other 28 great kids you can't you know you have to yeah you have to always but it's also it's hard
1: to from from a human being's perspective it's hard not to group things right because yeah. we tend to do that that's just our nature mm-hmm. we tend to to cast a, and a, a blanket across you know one or two bad experiences and kind of you know that's where stereotypes and racism and all of that stuff comes from right
3: mm-hmm. listen i'm not gonna lie there was that time in high school where i'm like ah oh, period seven oh, See, see,
1: see? Just- <laughs> it's coming up
3: and let me tell you, when, that, when the year was over, I was like, oh, I don't have to deal with them. But when I saw them the next year, hi, how you doing? Yeah. How's everything? You know, I don't hold it against them.
2: All right. So we are ready for the next session, which is we need to know who got the failing grade, who got the passing grade. <laughs> and so I have- Who do you have at number three?
3: So I have to say it was a tight list among you guys. A lot of you guys brought up some points that I would have never even thought of. Facilities, poor facilities, I would have never even thought of that. But I get what you're saying. You know, you go in there, you're expecting something in your room. Listen, September, it's still 80, 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Come May, June, it's 80, 90 degrees. There is no air conditioning. So I A lot of these schools are hundreds
1: of years old. They're, they're not, you know, built 10 years ago. built. 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago.
3: Yeah, they they don't even have the capacity to be able to deal yeah. with that. Um, another thing that that I was like, oh, you know what? I never even thought of that was I think it was over here, the peers not not holding their weight. A hundred percent. I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't even think of that. But that is very frustrating. And it's not so much as because we're a team and we're we're working on the kids, because in my in my field, I teach Spanish you know, the other Spanish teacher teaches a different class, so we don't share students. But I think elementary school, where you do share students, or um, if you're co-teaching, I get what you're saying when when you have a peer that does not, you know, hold their weight. Absolutely. For me, what's frustrating is when you have that one teacher that messes it up for the other teachers, the whole reputation. <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly. Yeah.
3: That's what's frustrating, where you're like, really? But- because it's of- now, whatever they're oh but like
1: you said it that's applicable to every job, right? You got that one coker that ruined, you know, the, the Christmas party where alcohol was allowed. No, you can't have alcohol at the Christmas party. <laughs> because Absolutely. they don't know how to handle themselves, HLS.
3: Absolutely. I thought it was interesting. A lot of you guys said parents were the most difficult, uh, or I should say difficult parents. Logical genius. I didn't think of the fact that that's true. The parents may defend their children because of their own personal guilt of not being with them. I, didn't, I was like, oh, that it's makes It's
1: logic. Sense.
3: That makes sense. That's probably why. So with regards to first, second, uh, nope, first and third. third.
1: No, third.
2: No. Third or first.
3: So you want third first?
2: We yep. want third first. We want <laughs> in third place?
3: So... As much as I talked about logical geniuses, oh. this, <laughs> yes, I would say logical geniuses. Uh. I agree. Uh, again, I didn't oh, think of more but that won't really deter me Mi make me.
1: Mi, mi corazon. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. Uh. Lo
3: siento. <laughs> Lo siento.
2: Hey, go back Uh, to school. Make it make sense. uh, (laughs) sense
3: I will
1: make it make sense.
3: I'll be honest. I did, as you guys were talking, the teacher and me, I was like doing a rubric. Okay. He said this, that, that's like a one on my category. That's like a five on my category. So that's how I came up with first, second, third. And it was literally 14, 15, 16. So it's off by one point. So number one, I would have to say, it would be HLS.
1: What? <laughs> Whoa! I was I, I was. I was. I was. I was saying that took me by surprise. Typically, way! That took because the way you were you were promoted. So so she was yes. listed number three, and then I'm like, ooh, okay.
3: You know, Cause because I didn't think of those. I didn't think those didn't mean that they're high on my list. I just didn't think of those. I was like, oh, that's a good point. It wasn't part of her judging criteria.
0: Yeah.
2: What (laughs) I opened her mind. I taught her something. That has to mean something. What? I don't
1: even believe. You know what, HLS, your your Google search game has vastly improved a good time. Big (laughs) time. time. Big time.
0: You guys can hate all you want. That's fine. I'm here for it. Just respect the fact that I got the belt.
2: Oh, my goodness. Attacking
1: students, <laughs> not their behavior. I can't why are you flexing? You no one see can see you flexing. I don't know why you're flexing right now. <laughs> you guys can see it. That's all that matters. You guys can
0: see it.
3: So I think because he had the highest rated things that, that were on my list. That's probably why. Um, it was definitely the homework and grading, like you guys said. Listen, when I get off here, guess what I'm going to (laughs) do? I have to go back and Mm. look at the papers and go through that. It's a lot of paperwork that we have to do, definitely. Another thing that he brought up that I thought was great was administration. You know, you're right. And I have that on my list, too. You know, administration, they come in. With observation, I have to be observed so many times a year. And then um, this actually goes back to you, Sosa Drew, even the newest initiatives. Hey, you know, this is, this is what we got to do for um, this year. And listen, you know, it, it piles up because you have your teacher duties, but then you have to deal with all the other administrative stuff, too.
1: Um, exactly
3: what HL said, you know, we just want to be free to teach. Let us do our job. You hired us because you trusted us to do the right thing. So that was also high on my list.
1: Okay. Um,
3: summer being over. you guys, all three of you guys had that on the list. absolutely. Um, that was there too. Um, and then the kids, honestly, I didn't really give much credit to the kids because just like so so Ju said, I don't you know, I don't hold it against them and I like I enjoy um, teaching them, even the difficult ones. Listen, I had a character was it last, no, two years ago and, his
0: name
3: Little I had a behaviorist coming in and it was literally oh. and I told myself and I told you guys this too I would literally say I'm not going to make him ruin my class I'm not going to let him ruin my day and that's how pretty much I got over it so I don't let the kids get to me to that point you can't let the kids or I should say the bad apples the few bad apples you can't let them get to you like that absolutely not.
1: Okay.
0: So, so we talked about our list and and you mentioned there are some things on your list. What are some other things on your list if you were to come up with a five cents?
3: (laughs) So my five cents, exactly what you guys said, the summer routine. I miss waking up whatever time I want. (laughs) I miss going out at night without having to worry about, oh, I got to wake up tomorrow. I miss doing that. I definitely miss Oh, I got to do this. I could just pick up and go versus in the school day. I cannot do that. So that was definitely, that was actually my number five, which is low. This one, nobody came up with on the list, but it's challenging. You have limited time to use the bathroom.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You That's could teach true. teach two, three That's periods a in a
3: row. Yeah. You teach two, three periods in a row. You can't leave your kids. To no 12.
1: bathroom breaks.
3: Oof. That's right. So it's literally, you hold it.
2: Oh, man. I hope you don't get a UTI.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Number three is lesson plans in that. um, So I'm not the kind of teacher that just reuses whatever they did the year before. Because I Mm. do believe you teach to the kids. I do believe that you, you you can always do better and that you should always try to improve yourself. Some good stuff right there. Definitely. That was my number three. My number two was administration was doing the observations, doing the paperwork. Um, you know, we have students with accommodations, and you know we have to get back to this person, that person about the about the um, about the students. so it's the paperwork. so not just the administration, but also the administrative duties of a teacher. That's a pain. And my number one, was grading papers just like all of you guys said mm. that's you know, it's the that's
1: actual cool. work no one wants to do work. Oh work i get up to go to work every morning doesn't mean i want to do work I don't <laughs> want to, you
3: know? yeah, and i forgot i forgot who said this but yeah sometimes it breaks my heart i was like oh man johnny tried so hard on his test and he still failed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? That was
0: of... me that said it. That yes. was me. Mm-hmm. just
3: like Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys hit a lot of, a lot of points. Definitely.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things that teachers don't look forward to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's for sure.
1: So Sally, we also reached out to the people. We, we did a people's poll, hit up the socials. And here are some of the things that they said. Um, having to deal with the lesson plans and, and the curriculum, um, going actually going back to school or going back to work. Some of the interesting things that people said was germs.
3: <laughs> That's true. That's right,
1: true. especially now with COVID, which is everything's more heightened. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, you would think it's it's the little ones, but it's you know it could be the older students as well who who aren't washing their hands or keeping yeah. up with the the hygiene. Yeah. COVID, um, the flu, oh. monkeypox, chickenpox.
3: Mm-hmm. But to tell oh, you the it. truth, because of COVID, it actually is a little bit better. Yeah, people scared. are
1: more alert and aware. Yeah,
3: yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, another thing was faculty meetings. I guess you guys hated meetings. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> everyone in the workforce hates meetings, uh, unless it's like a lunch meeting, like mm-hmm. I had today. And the, the other big thing was difficult student um, and parents as well. You know, so mm-hmm. they had you know, the people had a lot of what we had, but threw in some nuggets as well. So that's mm-hmm. the people's bowl.
3: No, that's awesome. It's it's definitely, I didn't even think of faculty meetings, but that, that can be a pain. Although I like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you, get, you get to talk
1: trash about the bad students. That's what it is. <laughs>
3: so as a secondary teacher, you know, you can be isolated within your department. So what I like about faculty meetings is you see people outside of your department. You oh. see people outside of your, you know, outside of your um your grade level as well, you know, so you, that's what I do like about them. I'm like, Oh, who's that? Somebody's new in the building. You know, that that's what I do like about them. They can be dull and boring though. Spill the tea. Do, do teachers gossip
0: about parents at, at these faculty meetings? Hell yes. Of course. <laughs> that's not even
1: a question. Not of
3: course. Actually, but absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think so. Especially about kids. They'll be like, oh, did you hear about X, Y, Z? And I mean, you will definitely hit some difficult parents. Definitely you will. I always tell them, you know, just let the parents know, hey, I'm here to help your kid. I'm not trying Mm. to hurt them or anything like that. And, you know, you have to build a partnership with them in order for them to kind of back down a little bit, I think. Um, Definitely. Now, we'll see at the end of this year where I'll be like, yo, this damn parent. (laughs) 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 i'll be like i want to eat my words (laughs) they they can be difficult but you know what they can also be very supportive i'm not gonna lie my first week of school i had a parent email and be like oh my god my child just came home from spanish class and he was so excited he's trying to use spanish yo that made my day you know you have Mm -hmm. difficult parents but you also have those awesome parents that you know that that look out for you too
2: Yeah, yeah definitely get pumped for
3: that You're talking about a teacher that's not yet scorned.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. 20 years in
0: the game isn't
3: enough. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So we appreciate you coming on to the show and this knowledge with us. So Mm -hmm. Sally, the teacher, uh, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Your decision making is quite questionable, (laughs) uh, but we do appreciate you coming on. (laughs) Amazing. This is so so juve and I'm just gonna say good night to the people. I, I don't understand how I didn't make the grade on this one. Logical <laughs> genius,
3: you came second. You came second, man. Nah,
2: second doesn't matter. <laughs> if you ate first, you matter. last. If, you, <laughs> yes. listen, if
3: you're third, then you could talk to Logical Genius about that. That's between
2: you. <laughs> you know what? Now that you said that, yeah, you know, thank you for second. <laughs> logical <laughs> genius,
1: go ahead and say good night to the people. If I can quote F. Scott Fitzgerald.
0: Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) Never
1: confuse a single defeat with a final defeat. I'll be back. Good night, people.
2: And HLS, the champion for this week. I can't even believe that we're saying this. This Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he stepped
1: his game up He found a horseshoe, a a shamrock, a penny on the floor, a rabbit's foot. He got all that in his back pocket. You think it's in his back pocket or he shoved it up somewhere? It's probably up somewhere, yeah. (laughs) Listen.
0: Let's not talk about the candle situation. Either, ah! it <laughs> so, <laughs> Listen, you guys had to respect my game. Thank you so much, senorita. Buenas noches. Gracias oh, mucho. All that stuff. Thank you for coming <laughs> out. Thank you for joining us. For all and, that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff. And please say goodnight to the people.
3: Have a good night. Thank you guys so much. Muchisimas gracias por tenerme aquí. It was a pleasure. Thank you.